electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. We're coming off of three straight wins for the Dow. Futures are steady. S&P within 1% of a record close. Bond yields are, bond yields are helping. Uh, the 10-year did fall below 159, the lowest since May 11. And S&P K. Schiller home prices are out. 13.2 jump in March compared to a year ago. Our roadmap starts with the muted market meltup led by technology shares and some reopening plays today. Bitcoin and crypto are stabilizing. Plus, Amazon's movie play, the tech giant said to be nearing its second largest ever acquisition, looking to buy Hollywood studio MGM. And up to 10 new U.S. chip factories. The Biden administration says that's the goal from its proposed $52 billion boost in federal funding for semiconductors. Carl. All right, guys. Uh, interesting market action to watch, Jim. We talked about crypto uh, with, I guess, relative stabilization here compared to the last couple of weeks. But even uh, the Nasdaq was able to get back above the 50-day. I wonder, can we start to breathe a sigh of relief? Well, I think that it, it may disappoint all those who want to bury Fang for the four millionth time. But Fang is very back. And I, I think it's led by Facebook this time. Alphabet had a very, very big move. Amazon, well, I'm sure David's going to talk about the capital destruction that could be MGM Grand. But the one that I want to talk about for a moment is Apple. Everyone buried Apple. Tim Cook being you know, testifying. It looked like they were out. Tony Saganegi came on. I think Tony, I think Tony said that, you know, Apple, uh, there's no real catalyst. Is he? That's his rap now. There's no catalyst. Well, to me, here's the catalyst. They're doing really well. So I am tired of people who continue to recommend stocks that aren't doing well and instead aren't focusing on the big ones that are amazing, including Facebook. I will give, just so we know, I was reading Frank Slootman's book last night on Snowflake. I know it's expensive, David, but Snowflake will be king. What's the book about? It's about data, not big data. It's about how you simply got to take your stuff out of the on-premise, give it right to him. And they can, you can analyze it very easily. It's a, you do it by the minute. You don't just say, hey, listen, I'm going to pay a million dollars. No, the much, it's a kind of a you use it and then you pay more. Right, so you start the show with uh, positive uh, thoughts about Apple, Facebook and the snowflake. high multiple snowflake, although not nearly as high as it well, was. Well, I was going to talk about um, I was going to talk about the need to be able to regulate. Bitcoin. Well, we are going to get to that, I'm sure. You are? Yeah, not a show goes by that we don't have to talk. It's a little untethered. Have to, that it's we a little don't untethered. talk about Bitcoin and other cryptos. David, you know. this because Bitcoin is of more fascination to our viewers than anything we can talk about, including ATT Time Warner. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that. Well, um, our older viewers, the octogenarians, were counting on Stanky to not hurt them. But, you know, their comorbidity, Stanky, it's all one. And there's Bitcoin. I know you've been doing a lot of work on it lately. I sure have. I want to know what it's backed by. I'm all over Coinbase today. Okay. Some recommendations. Yeah. Um, Coinbase has not been as uh, performing as well as 
some of us would like. Uh, maybe the, oh, there's a chart. Wow. That's the other side of K2, one of the most dangerous mountains in the world on the way down. It's 100 points. Yes. David, but I just I am tired of not knowing as much as we need to know. We wing it every day. No more winging. I'm glad to hear that. And I hope you'll impart some of that newfound knowledge to me. Oh, yeah. Or Carl, you actually it's all I care about right now. It reminds me of when I decided at, 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 at college that I was only going to study Martin Luther. And what it, and what it meant, what Martin Luther did. Mm-hmm. It took a whole year on Martin Luther, That's and then important. it took a whole year on Tolstoy. That was an important turning point in a lot of things. Martin yeah, Luther. absolutely. Creation of Protestantism. Yeah, right. Right. Reformation was one of the most important things that's happened. All right, that's neither here nor there. I care more about whether the Raytheon is going to go to it's ninety. I'm worrying. We're working on Boeing orders, David. Look out. Max me. All right, Carl. You heard it. Apple's looking good. Boeing. Yep. Max you? I don't that's, know. That's great. That's great. I, I had a Reformation segue ready anyway, so I'm <laughs> glad that, that that came up so early in the show. I know. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I kind of threw us past off 24 today. hours for crypto has been remarkable. We got comments from Dalio, of course, the tweet from Elon Musk and this meeting with the miners trying to get them to improve some of their renewable efforts. Uh, J.P. Morgan's got a chart uh, looking at the unwind compared to the 2018 correction. And they say it looks eerily similar. Uh, their words are, this should caution any of you that the worst is uh, nearly behind us. Oh, okay. There I feel better. Don't forget tomorrow, NVIDIA reports. They have a card meant for Ethereum. It is not important, but the stock has been trading once again, Carl, on Ethereum, which is completely moronic. David, I have to tell you, I've done some work okay. just because, you know, what happened in the UK is not the end. Okay. okay, it's not. We're the talking end. Nvidia now. Is yeah, that what you're talking Nvidia. about? Okay, I just yeah. want to make sure we keep track. David, of if you're going to ask me to be linear, you got the wrong. Guy. Uh, we've been working okay. together for a very long time. The UK so government has not signaled its opposition to the deal. In early April, the UK government asked the UK's competitive uh, competition authority, the CMA, to open an inquiry into the deal to assess whether it might create national security or competition issues. That always happens, David. The opening of the investigation does not prejudge the outcome of that investigation. Okay, right. So, okay. peace field shared. Of peace yes, field. I'm aware that Nvidia is is pushing that. I know. How did you know it was from because Nvidia? Because I well, come on. I, well, you think you and I don't get the same emails from the same people? I thought that it was a secret. No, email. it wasn't a secret email. Secret source. Yeah, but listen, it's important to know. They and that's why Nvidia continues to believe and have been confident that they will get the deal uh, through. That of course, Arm Holdings, which is. Very important uh, yeah. transaction for them and for the broader oh, industry huge. as well. This game set match if they get it. You know that. Well, that's why they may not. And that's why a lot of people still believe that they will face impediments from the U.K. and or from China's uh, antitrust regulator, despite the fact that they did successfully get the Mellanox deal through. It took quite a while, but they did with yeah, Samurai. How have China. people done betting against Jensen Wong? How have they done just not in well. general? Not well. Name me someone who bet against Jensen Wong. Put up Jensen a 10-year NVIDIA and, and you can see how they've done. Yeah. Name me someone. I mean, do you know that Elon Musk? Yeah. You know, they were uh, one time making chips for. So Musk versus Jensen Wong? Go with Wong. Really? Yeah. Okay. One's a rigorous, brilliant, Da Vinci-like man who wears a black leather coat. There it is. That's what you get. If and you the other guy is yeah. an erratic maker of technology deliveries. Right. You heard it on Saturday Night Live. You heard it. Where he right. said basically that he was not. What are you looking at? I kind of see the percentage in the corner. Is, is that thousands or? 
Carl, why we try to figure out whether David needs to go to an eye doctor. I don't. I have 20-20. That's incredibly small. It's, you can't tell if it's four threes or three threes, but it's four. Okay. There you go, Carl. That's Jim, I, I, knew you, three, three, I knew what you were four. referring to. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're, you were referring to the moment where he said, did you all think I was going to be a chill, normal dude? Right. But you never hear that from Jensen. Jensen is a, is a chill, normal dude who inspires thousands of people and does it in an uplifting fashion, never critical, never erratic, and David, never mean. It's nice not to be mean. Unlike Twitter, a lot of mean people on Twitter. Just you looking right now. That? Yeah. yeah. My, my uh, PT trainer this morning said you are the most hated person on Twitter. No, I think that's probably not a bit of a, a bit of an exaggeration. No, I am the most hated. But you person might be on in the top ten. I think I am in the top ten. Yeah. I've gone to to um, Steven Seagal. I mean Ned Siegel. Yes. Uh, the CFO and said, listen, is there anything I can do? I will pay one hundred dollars a week for a concierge, ser- concierge service just to block it. AI. Carl, Just to find all the people the, who hate me, yeah. they have they do not have that AI. <laughs> Instead, people are telling me to go to LinkedIn mm-hmm. and, and go to uh, the kinder, uh, gentler Mark Zuckerberg product. <laughs> well, so uh, we need an algorithm that can find users who hate you, who maybe don't realize it yet. And so you can block them in advance. Right. I mean, if you if you have a kernel in your cerebellum that says you hate me, believe me, that is going to be lasered out. Just as if it might be a wart on your forehead. They should find those people and yeah, shock them before they actually are yeah, able like to Yeah, like that Yale study tweet. where you, uh, you shock the, the mouse. Right. But a mouse would be too nice a term for these people. Okay. Well, let's move on from there, guys, to another big uh, technology Are you going to hit us no, with gonna, Amazon? Yeah, we're going to talk Amazon. We're going to talk this you potential MGM deal. Which uh, now, again, this is reporting of many others, but could be close to nine billion dollars. We still haven't seen the deal itself. You can take a look at Amazon stock price. It may very well not have much of an impact at all, of course, on a company uh, that starts with a trillion when you talk about its market value. In fact, one point six trillion to be uh, exact. But it is getting closer to this deal. The only thing I can share is if they, in fact, do print something close to nine billion dollars, that is going to be so far above at least uh, the potential price that other suitors might what's, have been willing to entertain. What's the cover bid? I don't even know that there is going to be a cover bid, but I have spoken so to some other it on? Uh, very senior executives at other major companies that might have or had actually taken a look at it, not might have. And they were hard-pressed to come as a, to get to six billion. Six? Yeah, six. Where, by the way, there might have been some synergy. Um, so six. you're talking a price that might be as much as 50 percent above what a, what was looked like the higher price that at least two different people at very uh, companies that would have been expected to have taken a look and did uh, would have been willing to pay. Well, is this but you know what? When your cost of capital is basically this, like, what do you care? Is it Jeff or Andy? Zero. What? Jeff Bezos or is it Andy Jassy? I don't know. Driving this. I don't know. Because Andy Jassy's not paying nine billion. He's not paying that big. Well, their cost of capital is extraordinarily low at Amazon. They do get, you know, access to a deep, fairly deep library. Although, remember, the Broccoli family more or less still controls the Bond movies because they are the ones who can make, have veto power and make decisions about Copy. where they show and how they do and everything else. Um, you get something of Mark Burnett. I'd forgotten that they did a deal way back in 2014. Do they have? Where they acquired 55% in Roma Downey, Mark Burnett, and Hearst Entertainment. Do they have Trump? Media. Do they have the Trump tapes? I don't know. It's like the, the Frost tapes. And they got a library that will help, obviously, the their direct-to-consumer offering, which is part of Amazon Prime. Of course, Amazon Prime is not about delivering you 
media entertainment as much as it is delivering you things same day to your doorstep. But uh, but it is part of that service. Um, so we'll see. By the way, if they do get a nine billion dollar number, guys, I mean, what is what is Warner worth? Back to 18 mix. Makes that deal look better because the Warner Studios worth good because the five mean times matter. leverage actually bothers me. Or what does Paramount? Are you bothered by the five times leverage? It's just like worth. If you know, I mean, the number here is just far beyond what uh, I'm many going to Carl about Carl. If we see when we see it printed, which we haven't yet, because Carl, I'm still unlike here. David, you actually are a, an aficionado of pop culture. Is it possible that this is worth more than nine billion? <laughs> Given the fact you have Bond, <laughs> you have James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, I'm not going to weigh in, obviously, guys, on the valuation, but I'm sure David would probably agree with me that this has, as everyone has said already, a lot more to do with you uh, subscribing to Prime than going to see uh, Tomorrow Never Dies again, right? Right. I guess so. I'm on Amazon Prime pretty constantly, Carl, because it's the way to get to a lot of other things. I probably overpay, but it's a way to get to, say, Line of Duty if you're on a Brit box. It's, you end up using Amazon even when you don't want to. I tried to patronize a store in my neighborhood for something and they said no just go online really yeah and so you they think you're pushed to amazon i mean this was for another fairly large retailer that has an online presence but they didn't actually have it in stock nobody has anything in stock so you just go to amazon anyway i was like why didn't i just start there would have been delivered already amazon's still well below it's it's uh, if you want to make a run there it's still well below its all-time high yeah yeah. Oh, um, I think listen, these if, stocks are headed to their all-time high. Um, I think Faang is so back, other do. than Apple. Because what happened, Tony Saganeo come on and he you know, gives a lukewarm. Yeah. I'm a little fixated on that. I, I see. And Dogecoin. I like I'm that you're fixated Dogecoin. on Fang. Uh, as for uh, content creators and the, and, and the continued consolidation we may see, if we do see an Amazon MGM deal, remember what John Malone had to say about what's coming here. Take a listen. I mean, there are some pretty obvious combinations out there that could take place. I noticed the Lionsgate stock has been running lately on the theory that either Brian or, or uh, Sherry would show an interest in merging those companies, that company, and because of Synergy. We're in an evolution of, of the creative side of the business, and, and whether you can be small and creative and be a supplier... Or, or whether you've got to be part of a vertically owned and integrated structure. My guess is there's no clear answer on that one. Although, getting clearer all the time, again. But David, he just mentions, offering. as if it's not easy. Well, Brian and Sherry, I mean, of course, remember, these are all people who are Brian first name people because they're moguls. Sherry uh, Redstone, who's right. the chairman of But you know, David, is that not somewhat by a controversial in newsmaking that he just basically said? Well, we know everybody has got to be thinking about what their next move is when it comes to this this industry and the focus on the direct-to-consumer platforms, which, by the way, we should point out, guys, cost a fortune. Uh, I mean, they are extraordinarily expensive. Expensive for Disney, expensive for Discovery and or Warner Discovery, expensive for Viacom and Paramount. You know, what you give up, what you're not selling, what you're instead diverting to your own platform, the marketing expenses, the technology expenses. Well, they're going to have okay. to figure out a way right. to cut a lot of this right. stuff. The, the, Jim, the, you're going to be talking about earnings for these companies. You're going to be looking and going, what happened Okay, to those so earnings? how about this? Jeff Bukas, Time Warner, inexpensive stock, made a lot of money, fantastic, delivered quarter after quarter after quarter. And David, how much was destroyed of the value of what Jeff Bukas created? What does that have to do with the price of Starbucks coffee or 
anything else we're talking about. I just wanted about. to go on a rant there. I mean, what do you, everything's got to come back. That's history. Let's focus on the future. Well, I think that they did crunch a lot of value there. They did. Um, nobody's arguing with you. You've been, you've been right. Oh. Carl, did you hear that? <laughs> I've been right. Oh, my. It's even better than all the Bitcoin that I took the house yes. to buy the barn with. It wasn't a barn. It was a It's a beautiful farm. farmhouse. Yeah, it's a horse farm, frankly. But oh, man. Horses it gets are better all the time, Carl. This place sounds better and better all the time. Well, that's because Ethereum helped we, out. We keep yeah. learning a little bit more about it day after day. Eventually, <laughs> David, you and I are going to go down there and have a house party. We'll take a break. There's a ton of news, guys. Uh, we got Moderna saying their vaccine is safe for teens. A bunch of calls out today. Some good news from reopening stocks like airlines and live music. And we'll talk about how many new chip factories we may build in this country, at least what U.S. officials think when we come back. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Constructing a new fabrication plant takes a long time. It's a year to two year project. Equipping it with leading edge equipment takes a while and then producing wafers takes a while as well. So these investments, as I was saying earlier, are needed to be sustainable over the years. The effort that goes into today, of course, will produce results in few years time frame. It's Mike Ronson, Jay Marotra yesterday on Closing Bell, Jim, talking about uh, the, the degree to which new funding would help build capacity stateside. Uh, Ramondo says seven to ten factories, maybe, over the long term. Look, that would be unbelievable. It, also, it, it would also, uh, really, it would pull us away from the most important political and geopolitical issue of our time, which is Taiwan. We cannot be as beholden to Taiwan. I, uh, and as much as I uh, think that Secretary Romano is definitely right to do this, David, the problem is the equipment. You get a land research is really, to me, the, the most important company in this universe. David, only 8% of their equipment goes to us. And it's pretty much us being what? The U.S.? Yeah. Okay. And I think that you're going to have to break contracts that are not possible to be broken in order to get the machines that you need in that time frame. Remember, you can build a building 
but you need the equipment that goes in it. Right, of course. You need the chip-making manufacturing equipment. Chip-making right. equipment. It's, look, that stuff is gigantic. You know, the size of an, well, a- AS- size of an ASMLF machine is the size of a city bus. So you can't just like, hey, let's go make some of these. Right. And they're all working 24-7. But you continue that. to be focused as well on China and Taiwan and what, uh, what may or may not happen there uh, in terms of the Chinese worst-case scenario do, taking I, s- some form of aggressive action. Taiwan Semi, which of course is in Taiwan, which is an ally of ours, has a board which doesn't necessarily look like a board that's heavily tilted toward America. David, these companies have to play ball with the PRC. They don't have any choice. Just kind of like the American companies, except for H&M, which is not an American company, which didn't play ball. And they're out. They're out. They're out as surely as... H&M in China, you're talking They're out, yeah. Retailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're not there. They've been, they've been excised. Like Stalin used to take pictures and rub people out, you know, or send them to Vladivostok for the... You know, the water division. H&M, David. Don't even think about it. That was creepy. Uh, guys, we'll take a break. Uh, there's a ton of calls, ton of calls to get to, including Okta. Got some initiations of Adobe, Palo Alto, uh, some uh, downgrades of Domino's and upgrades of Shaq. We're back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. couple big movers pre-market. Lordstown's going to be one of them. You saw the news yesterday, perhaps, uh, cutting their full-year production schedule basically in half, saying they're going to need a lot more capital to fund operations, and shares do look to open down better than 14%. We'll get that opening bell in just about five and a half minutes. All right, let's get to a mad dash and then to an opening bell, which is about two and a half minutes from now. Uh, the Gap, you love coming back to The Gap. Yeah, well, I, I've come to learn not to go against Kimberly Greenberger, who's a very, very good analyst at Morgan Stanley. And she has it all. She says it's likely uh, that they're going to report an upside, a good number, uh, definitely beat consensus. But it might not matter. And it reminds me that a lot of the, of the retailers beat consensus and only Target did it matter. Where it went up, yes. where the stock reacted positively, was, at least, to what was certainly a positive quarter and usually pretty good guidance. Yeah, too. and that's because Brian Cornell not only gave great guidance, but talked about how a private label has been winning. And that's where the big margins are. And he also just frankly is just it was one of the most confident conference calls where he did not say that the current month is, is worse. Right. But the current month was best. Right, but Gap does look like it may open higher. I uh, disagree. With, I want to disagree with this call. Now. I want to disagree with this call. I you really want, want to. Yeah, but again, we come back to the same theme, Jim, which is these stocks have had unbelievable moves over the last 12 months. I mean, years in which you'll never, ever see a year like that again. 300 True. plus percent. Well, wait a price. second. When Mickey Drexler ran Gap, 
Yes. It was a year after year after year. There were, there were people like you who always wanted to hop off. Ah, that's not true. Uh, Mickey Drexler, Drexler He had, created a good deal a of value for move. quite a f- few years. But so, within those 10 years, I doubt they ever had a 300% move in the stock price. Well, Carl. In one year. Carl, what we're seeing are incredible moves, and we are really take it for granted. Uh, or we you know, look at Dogecoin and, and the, or, or Dave, whatever coin you want to mention right now, a favor coin. I'll go to Tether. I'll start a favor coin. Thank you. Um, but what I, I, I have to tell you, Carl, is, is he's right, that people just re- wrote off retail last year because of the pandemic, and retail turned out to be the place to be. It's really remarkable. Yep. Uh, and all sorts of it's an apparel, Jim. Uh, the Journal's got this story about lipstick and makeup and, um, and goods that we're now looking at each other's faces. Uh, that's uh, flying off the shelves. And that's so it's why Estee opening five bu- yesterday. Yep. You take your mask off. You discover yep. you I have a pimple right here. It's frankly something. I'm glad I have a beard. <laughs> David, I am Estee Water King. David. Uh, there's the opening bell at the big board. It's uh, Callaway Golf. And at the NASDAQ, it is Vimeo celebrating its spinoff from IAC. We're going to talk to the CEO of the video software platform uh, in about 40 minutes. Jim, um, there's a couple other reopening uh, pieces of news this morning. Live Nation, of course, uh, talked to CNBC. Uh, double digits uh, over 2019 in terms of some of the large venue shows that they're booking. And then United and Alaska talking about more um, ticketed yields at, for Q2 so far running ahead of expectations. Well, then we're just going to see Boeing uh, have to uh, get orders. There's just no choice. Boeing is going to be, uh, I don't necessarily think this quarter, but the orders are going to be extraordinary. And it's, it's the max. I mean, people just are, they're flying. They don't care. And we are going to see, I believe, Boeing have to raise numbers uh, by the second half of the year. Not yet. But I think the orders are going to come from overseas. People want to travel. I think that the just like a lot of other industries, completely misjudged, including the auto industry. David, I think that that I don't think Boeing misjudged because they have a lot of inventory. But I think we all misjudge how much people want to travel. Uh, maybe. I mean, I think we all knew people would be anxious to get back out there when they were vaccinated and when right. things returned to normal and we're there. I mean, I think today we're going to pass 50 percent of the country being vaccinated. Actually, positive. yeah. Yeah. Right, Carl? Yeah, Wh- White House is saying that today's the day where uh, you will get 50 percent of the uh, country, I think, fully vaccinated. Um, and uh, what's the other piece of uh, metric on that? Oh, I'll, I'll get to more of that later. But yeah, today the U.S. will reach 50 percent of, of American adults. Moderna with young people, Gottlieb talking about how, don't forget, so many people who got it and they have the antibodies. And I just think no, no, herd immunity, herd immunity. But I really feel that uh, I feel very confident when I go out. I hope everybody else does. Uh, even to the Nick game, I'm told that with the vaccine, you know, the people were very, very, uh, that it's easy to get to a Nick game. 15, yeah, well, people. if you can figure out how to use the app to actually yeah, download yeah. your tickets to do well, then you're good. But that could take, I'm not complaining, very it's, happy because I'm, expe- I'm going to be there tomorrow as well. So You are? Sure. I don't have a ticket. Got to root on my team. How did you get a ticket? I don't know. You know. Carl, do you have tickets? I don't have tickets. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right, enough. <laughs> 15,000 people. That's the largest single crowd to see an NBA you game any tickets in you me? 15 months. No. Not the Nets are, you're going to be able to watch them for quite some time. I've got a lot of games ahead of you for the Nets. Yeah, they are yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, they're going to be going for a while, yeah, one, they one are. would expect. Yeah. Uh, deep. 
as they say. Very deep. deep. There you go. There's uh, there's your ESPN moment, Carl. From Thank you. David Faber, none other than David Faber. Yeah. Any word on I'll Aaron Rodgers in that trade? Can we just keep going here? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. What, uh, someone tweeted this morning uh, about uh, Aaron from uh, State Farm. <laughs> Carl, that was great. I just love this stuff. How about JJ Julio? We didn't talk about um, Julio. No. It's hard to relate, but Chuck Robbins is a big uh, Falcon fan, and he's down. There you go. See that mixture of stocks and jocks, David? I love it. Perfect. That's me. Stocks <laughs> and jocks. All right. Back to David, back, how about Lordstown? Back to stocks. Yes. Lordstown's down 18%. It's not a company unfamiliar to us. Of course, you've had the CEO on Mad Money. Yeah. Was, uh, and you've questioned some of their, um, some of their uh, well, projections in the past. Well, see, that's because. And, and I think that was probably prudent of you. That's because I that. have what's called a brain. And sometimes if you engage it, it produces remarkable things. Well, they, they are very proud to have built 48 out of 57 beta vehicles. Oh. So, and but how about the fact that they the need more money? program by the end of June. They, oh, the need more money part. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that makes things a little tougher, doesn't it? True. Uh, what are your well, thoughts? Uh, Morgan Stanley's out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonas has, uh, reiterates his underweight. Uh, while there is some glimmer of strategic value, Jim, he says, uh, we believe investors are exposed to outsized company and market risk. Target to eight. Jonas, target eight. That's where it is. There There it is. Uh, Jonas is right. He's been right the whole way. I mean, this is one that is Steve Burns. This is one that gives uh, this industry kind of a mixed uh, reputation. The EV plays, Carl, are all really tiresome. Yesterday, there was a what? There was a uh, lockup expiration for QuantumScape, uh, Jagdeep, and then they uh, traded a lot. David, Romeo Power, well below its, uh, well below. Of course, was a spac, well below ten. Lordstown, well below. Although Lordstown was, forget it's Lordstown it's was so exciting. Was that David. A, yeah? It had the promise. Nikola, of course, one of the first, one of those early spacs. Remember that stock going up as high as what in the eighties or ninety? There's QuantumScape, yeah. of course, big battery maker. We talk a lot about it. Yeah. Um, you, you want to just stay away from the sector for a while? Is that sort of? Yeah, a pause. The, the speculation pause. has left yeah, the building. I think so. Hard pass, David. Yeah. Hard pass. Hard pass. OK. <laughs> oh, look at that. We have a whole list of them. Yeah. Romeo Power. Yeah. Where art thou on the new low list? Fisker making a comeback. <laughs> making a comeback. Hey, by the way, on SPACs, I don't know if you saw it's a small deal, but I know somebody involved with it. So they pointed out there's some Churchill uh, Lego uh, Legato there. It's a it's a SPAC. They're doing something called Aloma Steel. I mention it because it's the opposite of every SPAC deal. Remember the projections seven times 2026 yeah. revenues. These guys are taking this thing public at one point nine times adjusted EBITDA this year. Well, of course it is the third largest steel company in Canada. Cleveland Cliffs is ready. It's still below, by the way. What, what still is below, the, it's 10 bucks. I what, mean, these things. What's the PE of Cleveland Cliffs right now? I have no idea. Four. Really? Yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. What should it be? Probably about 10. Mm. Remember, look at Nucor. Carl, Nucor is, of course, the number one performing stock in the New York Stock Exchange, yep. and it is selling at eight times earnings. That is ridiculous. Nucor has always had two to three year cycles. Not two to three minutes. Newcourt is still a buy. It is crazy that it sells at eight times next year. Crazy. Or you can go Although buy Jim, um, Ethereum and, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Jim, it does sort of remind me about the infrastructure question. Uh, Politico's got a piece out today saying that talks between Republicans and Democrats are, quote, near collapse. 
that Republicans are mulling whether to even make a counteroffer to the White House. Uh, Democrats increasingly calling for Biden to go it alone. And we've been talking about that. We would know one way or the other what the Democratic strategy would be by Memorial Day. But this is not exactly constructive. I mean, to what degree is that a liability for steel names or Caterpillar or URI or anything else? Well, yeah, I read New York Magazine has a scathing piece about these talks. Uh, Caterpillar says they needed OK. Yesterday, I had, uh, Martin Marietta Materials, the largest paver. They're OK without it. Frankly, they could, you know, would like to have some. Uh, Deer, OK without it. Uh, the steel companies, OK without it because of the tariffs. Uh, aluminum, OK without it because of the tariffs. So it's if you bought these, if you bought Deer because of it, you, you're up a lot anyway. David, I mean, these companies have such uh, they have such momentum. They don't need infra. They don't. No, they don't. They have momentum. I understand that they do. Yes, I know you've mentioned that. Well, you, you want me to talk about ATT? I, no, actually, I don't. I really don't. I'm begging you. Don't well, talk if, any more about ATT. Well, then ATT. why can't I talk about the fact that all these guys well, are, about, are ready you know for the You know what I'd love you to talk about? Because we haven't this morning is GM and Ford, both of which are up sharply and well above the market. Are you worried about commodity gains. costs of Ford? And Tesla's actually down a bit, but adding to what are their sizable gains this year, GM is up almost 39% for the year. And Ford, which has been a favorite of yours, up 51%. I have been, I'm usually, I do worry about commodity costs, but yes. I think that, that Jim Farley, uh, well, Carl, Jim Farley is the modern day CEO. Uh, now, does he, he challenges Musk, which everyone else is afraid to do. He says he's got the cars. No one can get a Bronco. I'm trying to get an EV150. Good luck. This guy's got the cars that people want and the trucks that people want. And he is willing to challenge Musk, Carl, on the cyber truck. He is not backing away. He is feisty. He is cool. And it's everything that I thought that Ford wasn't. How did he get that job, man? He, he'd be the man. He is just unbelievable. And those who doubt him... He's going to run him over. Remember what he said to President to President Biden? Floor what? it. Floor it. And he did. Floor it. Floor it. Floor the, it. the previous Ford guy would have said, be careful of the uh, cabinets. Right? <laughs> cabinets. He's a good cabinet. Yeah. Those cabinets no, were I, so good. I, was, I, I thought it was interesting <laughs> a few days ago when, when Musk himself uh, replied to Farley on Twitter saying, congrats on the lightning, Jim. And yeah. I love this. This. Um, this tidbit in the Atlantic that the lightning can store so much power that in a blackout it can, it can supply a house's normal power usage for three days. Oh, it's and if the, the house deal. conserves power, it can keep the lights on for more than a week. Yeah, so it's become more than a vehicle. That's amazing. I didn't. Well, why become do you think your I'm so enamored of this? You can actually so it's like a generator. If your house is getting hit by yes. uh, constantly it, it, by uh, blackouts, which happens no a lot noise. in the summer it's, these days. It, 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 it's gorgeous. Uh, it helps small business. You can get a lot of things to make it so that you you can do the route with small business. That alone, just the three days, David, being able. No, to, no, David, yeah. it's so real. You've got to focus on it. I do. Okay. Yes. Okay, Carl, I got to focus you, on you, you, you got to focus on You got to yeah. get bigger. I'll be, I will. I'll be, I'll be driving my F-150 lightning down to the New York Stock Exchange. Will they have a parking space for me right there? You make fun. I'll pick up Carl and we'll head down. It's, it's America's car. <laughs> you can't think, say it. I think I'm America. on your way. Yeah. You can't get a Bronco, Carl. Broncos are sold out. Can't get a Bronco. No. Yeah. I mean, this guy, this is no, a guy named true. Farley. You're probably confusing him with his late cousin. 
Um, you just went right over there. Chris right Farley, over. we know. All right. The, Carl, uh, the financials are also having a very strong morning, guys. want to point that out as you well. You think it's more important than what we're talking about? Well, we've talked a lot about it, and <laughs> our viewers know how you feel about Mr. Farley and Ford. Well, Okay. Uh, and I'm just trying okay. to, yes, I am trying okay. to pivot so to another focus, part of the let's part focus of on, the market that let's is focus up. Focus on JP Morgan. Let's focus sharp. on JP. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, wow. That. See? Holy yeah. cow. David is on to something. I Carl, am. this group has erupted with pleasure. Look at Goldman Sachs. What? It means while Gorman just keeps going up, even though he like shuffling the deck there. Gorman. We always, what is it? Anthropomorphize yeah, companies, they become people. Morgan Stanley is not Morgan Stanley. It's Gorman. But if, right. But if you notice, unlike the Gorman. moguls, they, unlike <laughs> yeah. the moguls that David talks about, it's last names. Right. It's last it's names. Last names. Right. Although, no. Although Solomon. Jamie. Yeah. Solomon. You go with Jamie, though. You don't go with Diamond. Oh, well, Jamie, that's like, sure, you can't get there. He's a Hall of Fame first namer. Although, Carl? Jim, uh, Gorman did say in an interview that he thinks the, the Fed taper happens later this year with the first rate hike early next year, which is above most or ahead of most forecasts. Well, look, I, I think that one of the things that Jamie is thinking right now is, well, why did I say that? That's not what I do. So, Jamie, I, I mean, what, I, I, Gorman. So I'm going to let Gorman. Gorman take that back. I'm going to get like Gorman have a do-over. <laughs> he, he doesn't usually make those things, David. So he, he's going to say he's taken out of context. Okay. I haven't talked to James in a while. No? If he's out there, nice to see you, James. Good job on keeping your job for another three plus years as you set up another competition for who's going to succeed. Well, you. When you make as much money he has and does such a good job, he deserves it. He can stay as long as he wants. By the way, his work to, to get younger people, Carl, is extraordinary. All we ever do is talk about the Robin Hoodies. He's got a very informed group of people when he made that acquisition. E-Trade you're talking yes. about. Yes. And I think that that was. That's Morgan Stanley. We're ta- uh, J.P. Morgan is what we're looking at right here. But Morgan right, Stanley well, is yeah. outpacing that. Uh, although they are all. all are up substantially for the year. And, of course, your old favorite, Wells Fargo, I'm is not, up the most. I'm not backing away from Wells Fargo. I, I know. think Wells Fargo is Charlie Sharp. Yes. He's going to be able to return the most capital after CCAR. Right. Which, will, have the stress you, which is actually soon, per, fairly soon. End of the month. Yeah. End of the month of June. Right. Carl, I've got to tell you, Wells Fargo, quietly, Charlie Sharp, who says absolutely nothing. We call him Charlie in the business. He is uh, just... Uh, quietly making that bank into what we remember it as, except for it's with not not with Warren Buffett, who bailed mm. all of it. I had Sold Bank of America on last week. I've got to tell you, you couldn't get a more positive read on things than mine. Look at that. Moynihan. There's a 52-week high, David. David? Jim? 14 times earnings, David. Carl? No, you guys are right. Uh, financials, actually all five of the S&P leaders are either cruise lines or airlines, and the Nasdaq has cut its uh, May loss to less than 2%. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, Yeah, we're in the middle of a modest melt-up in the last three or four days. The Dow's up almost 1,000 points in four days, and we are 15, 20 points from an historic high on the S&P. That's right, historic high, because the rally is broadening out. It's not just tech stocks. So take a look at the sectors and the rights on the banks. We have some modest new highs here, not a lot. Citigroup. 
Uh, Morgan Stanley knew high, uh, but retail's doing better. Consumer discretionary. There's your reopening story. There, a lot of the travel names are all in the consumer discretionary group. Retail's been strong too. The banks are in the financials, of course. They're the biggest sector in financials. Staples and defensive group are lagging today. Take a look at the travel and entertainment. As I mentioned, um, generally good three or four days for these travel and entertainment stocks. They're moving. Penn National's not had a good month, but it's up today. Expedia's doing well uh, on top of that. Uh, I want to emphasize that we've got a little bit of a global rally going on. Europe is on a tear. The stock 600, which is the S&P 500 of, of Europe, essentially, this is a historic high right, right here. And we've got new highs in Spain, new highs in France. Uh, new high in Germany as well. So Europe is uh, really partaking uh, in, uh, in that reopening story that we've seen here. So why are we getting a rally? The most important thing in the last three or four days, bond yields moderating. Um, some people are starting to believe that the Fed may be able to communicate this whole tapering story properly. And if they can, the bulls are saying we can get to the other side. We don't have to have a taper tantrum. Maybe. It's very early. But the earnings are still rising. Not only Q1 is great, but they're raising Q2 and Q3 very aggressively right now. That's a big help. And finally, you know, modest at best tax hikes. We're not going to see the end of that story for a while, but it's still out there. The bulls uh, got the ascendancy right now. The bears still have the peak everything story out there. But if you can moderate that story about a taper tantrum uh, and get to the other side, Fed holds your hand through the next few months. Uh, the bulls may get the upper hand uh, again on this story here. It's a broad rally. How broad is it? Look at this. This is the RSP, which is the equal weight S&P 500. Everything's the same weight, unlike the S&P, which is market cap weighted. That's the orange one on the bottom here, the market cap weighted. The RSP is the white line there. You see the outperformance? The equal weight is up 18% this year. The market cap weight the one we talk about, the S&P, is up 12%. What's the difference? In February, the reopening story happened. So all the tech stocks, well, they didn't necessarily go down, but everything else started going up along with a lot of the tech stocks. And that's been the big story, the broadening of the rally. Lots of stocks participating in the overall move to the upside, including, of course, not just travel stocks, but the reopening stocks uh, in general, including the big material stocks. And we continue to have this nice rally uh, in the material names. You see this the big moves up here, Nucor, Schlumberger, Halliburton, uh, Dow, uh, uh, Freeport, McMoran uh, up 11 percent. I mean, look at these moves to the upside. Uh, this is just in May. So that commodity story is not necessarily dead. Just want to point out there is an ETF of that, folks. INFL was started a few months ago just to capitalize on that whole craze towards the inflation story. You can see that's just off a new high. Always an ETF or something in the thematics there. Carl, back to you. <laughs> Bob, thanks. Uh, Bob Pisani. Of course, a lot of what Bob was talking about, this little melt-up here, is due to some dovish Fed talk. Let's get to Rick. You know, Carl, it is so interesting to really dig down into what you're saying and what Bob is saying. So let me get this straight. Two weeks ago, we settled a 10-year note yield at 162. Today, we're dribbling down, as you see on the two-week chart, we're down at 158. So we're down two basis points. We've had just weeks and weeks of closing in the 160s. So several basis points and ongoing, we promise, scouts honor, we're not going to raise rates or taper without giving you months and months of guidance. All of that is creating this rally. I don't buy it. I really do think that the reopening trade has a little vinegar left in it. And I do think that central banks aren't necessarily the friend of any market these days. But 
The fact that they're in the driveway warming up the car for us, even though they have no idea when they're going to have to put it in drive and floor it to get out of easy money policy. I know that we were talking about various bank uh, Gorman, for example, potentially seeing a taper at the end of this year. I'm with him. Now, let's look at a month to date of tens and boons. Even though boons seem to have gotten a little more aggressive, you can see they both are turning. As a matter of fact, all sovereigns are turning, and I'm not so sure it's only central banks. I think there's so much debt and liquidity flying around out there that those are the things you really need to pay attention to if you want to know why markets are moving the way they are. Now, let's talk China, shall we? Uh, Whether you look at the onshore or the offshore, here's the Chinese currency on top of the uh, chart going all the way back, both of them, onshore and offshore, going back basically to when? 2018, the summer of 2018? Because the dollar's at the weakest level since then. And it isn't only there. Look at the dollar versus Canada. And there's a lot of issues there with the currencies regarding uh, commodity economies. But that's at the lowest level in six years. And finally, the dollar index just on its own. The lowest since January, but close to the lowest level since 2018. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, Rick. Thank you very much, uh, Rick Santelli. So Dow's going for a fourth day higher here. And the S&P still holding 4,200, just a few points above. More Squawk on the Street continues in a minute. As we go to break this morning, a reminder in honor of Mark Haynes, we're auctioning off an NFT of his famous Haynes bottom moment when he called the low in the S&P 500 in 2009. All proceeds will go to charity. To bid, go to mintable.app slash CNBC. Ends tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll be right back. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Okay, we got to talk about Coinbase. I mean, everybody is, everyone's trying to figure out what Coinbase is worth. J.P. Morgan puts out a piece on overweight rating, basically saying it's early. You got a crypto, crypto economy early in the life cycle. Coinbase has growth opportunities and further building in space. I like this piece. But it has meant absolutely nothing to the stock where there was a lot of insider selling at the beginning. A lot of people have been locked up for a long time. I want to contrast this with, with uh, Roblox, which uh, had people selling, but it's just been on fire. I think this could turn the corner on Coinbase. I, I, I do. I think that it may be done going down, which is really something. Interesting. How about hiring Goldman's uh, co-head of government affairs as chief policy officer? Also interesting, Jim. The- How about tonight? Tonight, I've got to tell you, I've got a very controversial pot stock. I Sorry, I refuse to call it cannabis. Grow Generation. It, it just shot the lights out, and the stock is not up, even though many states are actually making it so that you can grow cannabis. And by the way, if you grow cannabis, you grow it carefully, you can, it's a fantastic uh, cash crop. One of the reasons why I bought the lithium and the ethereum and the dysium and the... You're going to grow cannabis in no, your farm? It's, a, it's illegal. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. That's I'm going to grow uh, hothouse tomatoes, David. Jersey beefsteaks. Nice. <laughs> we'll see you at 6, Jim. Creepy. It was quite an hour. Uh, bad money <laughs> with Jim Kramer tonight at 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.